The Playback Sounds recording studios in Atlanta with former Atlanta Hawks first round draft pick Josh Childress before the final season game of the Big Three. Now, Josh, what is it like coming back to Atlanta? Have you missed the traffic or the humidity? <laughs> or Have you been back in a while? Or uh, I come back periodically. Uh, my brother still lives here, him and his family, so I come uh, come hang out with him for a bit. But uh, it's been good. It's been good. Yeah, humidity, so I did not miss. Have you uh, connected with him? Uh, I will tonight. Okay. I will live tonight, yeah. Now, um, how do you feel about your matchup? Let's talk a little bit about Big Three with your matchup against – uh, power. Do you call them the power team or is this power? power? Okay. Yeah, power. They're in first place. Uh, how do you feel? Uh, I feel pretty good going into this game. I mean, uh, I don't know what we're going to do in terms of matchups. Uh, it's been a bit uh, iffy throughout the year on if I'll play uh, as the big or if Scalabrini will play as the big. Um, they have actually have two legit big men in uh, Birdman and Big Baby. Oh, that's right. So, um, you know, my little uh, – 210 pound frame. I don't. I don't know if I can handle that. But um, you know, it'll be a good game regardless. And you are. You're, I, you know, I've watched you play this season. And you're in great shape. Um, and I know that with a lot of the the teams and with three on three, there's you, you, especially with you because you have so much versatility. Uh, and with this game, you are you able to to maximize that versatility? You know, I mean, does that show in 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 the competition? Uh, I think. It shows much more in a five-on-five setting, yeah. um, but um, you know I'm able to kind of do what I do here and, and uh, you know crash the glass and uh, get to the rim as much as I can. Um, you know this league is built for physicality and built for um, guys who love to be in the post and you know can just uh, utilize that part of their game in addition to just being great one-on-one players. Um, you know, and I wouldn't say that those are like my strength, but um, I'm definitely just going to going out there and competing. What, okay, so in the big three, you have the four-point shot. Mm-hmm. You have the three-on-three, of course, and the 14-second shot. What has been the biggest adjustment for this league for you? Um, like I said, it's the physicality. Yeah. You know, um, I'm matched up against guys who uh, like to bang. You know? What about set plays? I mean, you know, when you're – is there a lot that. of <laughs> – because it's got to be pretty quick, right? So. Yeah. Um, you know, when Rick Barry, your coach, is is out there and he tells you something to do, or or when y'all get together and and you have this matchup and you're trying to gel and stuff, is there something that is a different, or is there a lot of similarities with five on five? I mean, there's there's similarities in the sense that you know you have your basic action, you know your pick and roll, yeah. um, your down screens, uh, your horn set. Yeah. But um, I mean, I think that's where it where it ends. Cause is there a lot of icing? I mean, is there a lot of double teams? No, no, not too many double no. teams, but there's a ton of ISOs. Yeah. Um, that's just that's the nature of the game, really. And, um, you know, that's where a lot of guys either uh, succeed or fail in this league. Now, uh, Rick, let's talk about your coach real quick. Uh-huh. Rick Barry is one of the most competitive people I've met, okay? Uh, not from just playing, but also off the court. I mm-hmm. mean, he's kind of an intense guy. He's He's got that great basketball brain. Mm-hmm. What's it like playing for him? <laughs> Rick is uh, very opinionated, uh, and uh, he is yes, intense. He is, yes, he, he is, is intense, and, and uh, I think he just brings a, a good element to the league. I mean, he's obviously a legend. Um, you know, he's 
played at a high level at a, in a bunch of different leagues, you know, and so you respect, um, you know, his basketball IQ and his, uh, you know, his, his pedigree. Um, so I've definitely enjoyed getting to know him over this last uh, two seasons. So the competition, I mean, is so intense, and the and the the players are are visibly enjoying the game, and mm-hmm. and I think that resonates with the fans. Yeah, um, and that's what makes this a successful league with the big three. Tell us what it's like before and after games with opponents and teammates, as I, I can't imagine the wealth of stories that you have. Yeah, I mean, and that for me, the basketball has been amazing, but um, you know, you're sitting in. Uh, on the team bus with George Gervin. You're sitting there with Dr. J. You know, you're able to just sit in the hotel lobby and tell stories and listen to these guys talk. And that, by far, has been the, the best part for me uh, being a part of this league is just being around, you know, these these legends and these guys that you uh, played with and against uh, and just being in one setting, sharing stories, you know, the camaraderie, uh, getting to know these guys has been awesome. I mean that that's got to be unbelievable. Yeah, um, it is, and I think even telling your own stories, um, you know, you've you've you know you've played overseas, you've 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 taken a, a not not a different path, but you've been a pioneer. Um, one of the things I, I like about this league is I enjoy watching all the players compete, and I notice that after a game in the post game interviews that. Uh, players get back out there and watch the games. You know, yeah. they want to watch it. Yeah. So who do you like to watch and who have you been impressed with? Uh, I like to watch Tri-State. I've been impressed with uh, David Hawkins, uh, Nate Robinson, obviously exciting to watch. Uh, that's probably my favorite team. Them and um, uh, Three's Company with Baron Davis and um, Andre Emmett, mm-hmm. uh, Drew Gooden. I say those are my two favorite teams to watch. And everybody is like a lot of these players. They're such good shape. Yeah. And yeah. Mahmoud. Mahmoud is so like. So that's what I was gonna get at. Yeah. Mahmoud. Okay. Yeah. Mahmoud, who is one of my like he's a little bit younger than me. Okay. I watched him grow up. I scouted him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, my dad and I had this kind of back and forth argument with about him when he was coming out, but we fully supported him. And to see him do what he is doing now, his mindset, and it kind of goes back to you, like with independent, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but independent thinking, the people that think outside the box, that that are strong um, athletes with this um, high IQ, but the mentality, you know, and I think that's where I'm going to get at, was, you know, as you get older um, and the things that you could do physically, right, and then you, then as you mature as a basketball player, and you realize there's a lot of things that you can do that you don't have to do physically to um, excel, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And do you see that happening? You still see these guys doing that? You definitely do, and you see guys um, utilize. Maybe it's a shot fake, maybe it's uh, a look away, maybe it's um, you know a hesitation, whatever it may be. Um, I think you know Mahmoud is a perfect example of that. Um, you know he's not as athletically gifted as he used to be, but uh, I mean he's, he's still forty nine years old. He's incredibly forty nine years old. Um, you know he's uh, coming off the, the the pick and roll as good as anybody you really know, that you can you've oh, seen. Um, and and his uh, his ability to shoot the ball obviously is is uh, second to none in my opinion. And yeah. so um, 
you know, he's incredibly uh, fun to watch. And, you, you know, you're, you sit and watch in amazement at the fact that he's 49, but also um, the fact that he's still incredibly hard to guard. Yeah, that's unbelievable. All right. Tell me some of your favorite or a favorite spot uh, on the big three um, venues or cities that you've been to. Uh, this year, we've had some some really good cities. Um, Oakland is one, is one of the ones I, that I, I enjoy going to just because of the proximity to Stanford. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my favorite so far has been Toronto. And, really? You know, when you play in a league, you're always in Toronto in the winter. You know, so this was my first time being there in the summertime. Uh, and I really, I really love that city. So, Stu, do you get time to to go around and and do stuff? I yeah. mean, this, I mean, you're not always doing all this. <laughs> no, it's just because I'm in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, but but um, you know, we we have plenty of time to go out and tour around and and you know, oh, that's see see different cities. So, uh, I really enjoy Toronto. Okay. <laughs> All right, so since we have the president, Ice Cube, who started this league along with some other, um, some um, some peeps, what's your favorite Ice Cube song? Favorite Ice Cube song is, you know, it's, it's a classic song. It's Today Was a Good Day. I mean, yeah. it was uh, growing up in L.A., you know, that was, yeah, um, that. I don't know yeah. if you guys remember, it was a, a, a show or whatever you want to call it called The Box. And you could call in and... Uh, you know, request music videos, right? And um, I mean, that one was always on, on TV, and uh, I just enjoyed that video. And and uh, uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about you. All right, let's go in background. California Player of the Year. Uh, grew up in Compton. Uh, McDonald's All American. You also played volleyball your senior year. I have to I have <laughs> I to bring that up. And you were undefeated that year, I think. In volleyball, ah. were you? It's been oh, okay. a long time. I don't All remember. Right. So you for left the sake of the, For the sake of this, yes, we were undefeated. <laughs> you went to Stanford, and I, I was going to go to Stanford, but they didn't take my 830 SAT. Uh, you left after your junior year, correct? I did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you were drafted number six with the Hawks and became an immediate fan favorite. You played eight years uh, total in the NBA, I think, uh, including a two-year stint in Greece before coming back to the NBA to play. Mm-hmm. Now, the question that you always get, but why do you think so many people ask you if going to Greece was the right decision? People ask that question because, you know, the NBA is the pinnacle of professional basketball, you know, and uh, everybody that I, you know, that has asked me knew that at that time I was kind of in the, the you know, best part of my career in the NBA. I was, uh, you know, I was, I was doing very well with Atlanta. Uh, we were winning. Uh, we started winning and, um, you know, people just couldn't understand why I would leave that. Um, and you know, I mean, the reality is I just didn't have a contract on the table, you know? And so, um, that's a a thing that I think a lot of fans don't understand is, um, you know, they see, they get emotional about their players and, and teams, but, um, it's a business for a lot of the players. You know, and when when teams don't want to you know offer you a contract or don't feel that you know you're worth what the market um, you know says you're worth, you know that's when you get into situations like I got into. So I'm going to give you my perspective of what a, you know from a scout or someone in the business. Uh-huh. I looked at that and and tell me if I'm wrong. You were kind of a what I would say is a pioneer at the time because you were one of the first. You were in restricted free agency. You weren't getting much movement like with the Hawks uh, in terms of offering you or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
and you 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 took a different course. So I look at that as, as one of the first people. I don't remember if anybody else had done something similar as you did. And w- w- what you did is you signed a three-year, $20 million contract with a Greek team, uh, which was Olympiakos, which is one of the best teams ever uh, in, in Europe. Uh, and because of tax breaks and playing overseas, that was worth a lot more. And you had a shoe contract. Um, and, and it was, I think it was, it was for us, we're like, you know, this was a smart move. That's, you know, even, you know, playing, not playing both sides, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that should be known, you know, and being a pioneer and setting a stone of, because a lot of things happened at that, you know, we had high school kids that went overseas and played and so forth. And I think you set the foundation there. Now, do you remember at the time being you know, going through that, being the kind of the first person, was it a nerve-wracking decision, or were you confident? What what was going through your mind back then, and going through that process? Uh, it was definitely nerve-wracking uh, because this was all I knew. You know, I, I had only ever been in the the U.S. Um, and you know, just you hadn't been of, overseas. No, right? not even for vacation. Yeah. You know, um, and just to kind of uproot myself and my life, and you know, go into a country that I'd never been to uh, obviously was was difficult but um, you know it, it was an adjustment period I, I you know I took my lumps and I, I, I felt like over my two years there I I, uh, I did pretty well were you excited like the travel of getting over there and I mean I'm sure you have were prepped with the club and all that and your agent and so forth and um, and this is the way because a, a lot of players that may not be at your level that choose to go to the, uh, go overseas have homesickness or not you know have an open mind to playing mm-hmm. overseas mm-hmm. Well, do you think you had a good positive open attitude about going overseas and playing I absolutely did okay and and you know I can adjust to any situation um, there are a lot of very talented players who struggle overseas just because of the the culture difference um, you know the team dynamic everything is done as a team you know the NBA is pretty individual uh and um you know I know some very talented guys who just you know would rather stay home than go play over there and um you know it it there is an adjustment period but once you kind of get into that rhythm um you understand that you know I mean there's there is life outside of the U.S. yeah um all right so you you left Olympiacos uh, in Greece after two seasons. You came back, played Phoenix, Brooklyn, and then with the Pelicans. Um, you know, you you then left and you played in Australia. You played with Sydney for two seasons in 2014-16, where you averaged 21 points and nine rebounds. And that last season, you shot 46 percent from behind the arc. Um, how was Australia for you? Amazing. I mean, okay, I know you had some injuries, too. You, yeah, you had a couple. You, I think was, you had a pectoral injury and then um, and maybe some hand injuries, too. But did too you many to name. But it, it was – and that was what was really unfortunate about the situation because uh, I loved playing out there. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's a great place to you live. like the people. Yeah, the people yeah, were amazing. People. Um, you know, but I'm in – I spend, I, I spend my, uh, my most of my time in Southern California. So I'm yeah. in the sun, you know, I'm, I'm home in the summer and then I go there and, you know, seasons are flip-flop. So I'm in Sydney, Australia in the summer. And so it was just, life was good. Bondi you know? Beach. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Sydney's a good place Sydney's too. A good and place. then, of course, you went to, just this past year, 
You went to Adelaide. I did. Okay, and then there you got the, the help get the team to the finals, uh, and then I think it was the second game or something. You got I you got, got injured shoulder, yeah. and then I, but I you're healthy it. now. Of course, I'm healthy okay, now. Okay, so yep. you're healthy now. Um, what with this last season was it a good season up until you got injured? It was a really good season. Yeah, and um, I taken on a different role. You know, with Sydney, I was. You know, expected to go out and, and put up numbers, um, and with this team in Adelaide, um, you know, I was the veteran in the room. You know, and I was expected to obviously, obviously contribute, but um, you know, to be the the veteran in the locker room and be the calming voice, and and uh, you know, really kind of impart my experience on some of the younger guys uh, on our team. All right, so I, I'm I'm going to switch gears here for a second. Um, you once referenced Chris Rock in his stand-up when you talked about the difference between being rich and wealthy. Mm-hmm. And you said that w- that was one of your goals in life. Now, have you taken on uh, any business-like or entrepreneurships? Because um, I, 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 I remember, like, you were always that person that thought maybe outside the box, and I don't know you enough to say that, but mm-hmm. uh, from what people have told me that you... Um, that's kind of who you are. You don't conform to the norm, but you're confident in that independent thing. So I guess my question is, is have you taken on any, any business-like or entrepreneurship? And if so, what advice would you give people that are interested in starting their own business or investing? Yeah, I've tried to take on uh, a few projects. Uh, and it's difficult. It's more difficult being abroad and trying to, you know, build business here in, in, in oh, the U.S. Yeah. Um, you know, so and I've been, I've been slow with some of that stuff. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I've gotten involved in some venture capital, um, you know, being from, you know, having gone to school at Stanford, um, that's kind of a natural progression for a lot of people. Uh, and um, some of the wealthiest individuals that I've been around um, are all real estate people. And so I've really tried to, um, you know, get involved in that space yeah. a bit. Uh, and the advice I would give is just, you know, really find what you're passionate about, you know, and, and find... Um, things that excite you, and you know there's a, a ton of different ways to be successful in a in you know each any space that you choose. Um, you know, but just find your niche and and uh, you know really explore it. All right, so I know you went to Com- you went to Stanford, mm-hmm. grew up in Compton. Is it true that you enrolled back in school and finished your degree? Yeah. So before I went to Sydney, um, I had gotten released from Brooklyn, uh, and I got released in like. January or February, and the spring quarter started in uh, the, at the next month, and so I just went back to finish my degree. Um, so I did spring quarter and summer quarter, and then I was done. At campus? On campus. That's unbelievable. On campus. That's unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. All right. What's next? Okay, you're playing good basketball. Um, I think last was it last year? You, you did you go to training camp or some some with Denver? Tra- yeah, training camp mm-hmm. with Denver. Are you going to try to go back in? What's next for you, basketball wise? Uh, I think outside of the big three, I'm. I think I'm done. Is that uh, right? I think so. I mean, I, it's not definitive, but uh, you know, it's been 14 years, and um, you know, uh, spending six or seven months. Uh, overseas is taking its toll yeah. on just you know being around my family and friends, uh, and also on uh, you know starting phase two of my life. And, and you're ready. And I, I think I'm ready. Um, now I said I've said this for the past few years now. So, uh, but um, I think now I'm ready to, to 
to, to call it a day and, and get started on the next phase. And being in the big three, you still get that the, the yeah, competitive. For sure. That's, you know, it's two yeah. months a year. Yeah. You know, and I'm I'm home most of the week, and you know, you travel for the for the games on the, uh, on Friday nights. But um, you know, it gives me that competitive outlet. Uh, but uh, you know, also you know, staying home a bit more is is important for me. Do you want to do anything in basketball, or do you want? Or are you more towards the business side? Do you have, uh, or is that that something that you still have to? Reflect it's something on? that I have to have to reflect on. Um, I've been offered a few um, uh, administrative positions with NBA teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know if I'm ready to take that jump because that's a that's busy stuff. That's a busy that's, that's a busy, busy schedule, you know, and and um, you know, it's just a matter of me kind of figuring out what'll work for me and my family. Uh, but you know, it's definitely an honor to you know get those calls and, yeah. and, and get offered um, those jobs. Yeah, those are tough jobs to go by, yeah. and uh, it's a lot of respect to someone from your, I don't know the right word, pedigree or whatever that you know that that you've shown throughout um, throughout the many years. All right, my last question: Tell us something we don't know about you. <laughs> something you don't know about me: mm, music, yeah. hobbies, talents, other than volleyball. Um, are you going to donate any of your hair to me, <laughs> please? Um, oh, man. Will you I be have, traveling? Will you be – are you Are you one that now that you've been overseas, are you one that you've got that, you've played, are you going to be a traveler that was going to take family or friends or whoever to go back overseas? I definitely, you a will, guy? definitely will be. Uh, I want to spend some time – I've done – Asia, I've done Australia. Um, I want to spend some time in Africa and travel around Africa for a while. Um, and I mean, that's that's kind of like a bucket list thing for me. Yeah. Um, Basketball addition, without borders um, in Africa is my bucket list. Yeah, yeah. I did that in in uh, Johannesburg. You did do it? Yeah, okay. I did. And that is what prompted me to want to go back and, and do some yeah. more stuff. So I'm going to reach out to them. Um, and see there if I can go. get back involved in that. Oh, program. You know Kim Bahuni, so I know Kim very yeah. well. Yeah. Okay, All right. So, well, uh, where can we find you on social media? So you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram. My Twitter handle is jchillin, J C H I L L I N, and then Instagram is jchillington. So just add the I N G T O N on there. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Josh Childress. Uh, and this Friday, you got to come out to the Infinite. Energy Arena in Gwinnett County starting at 7 o'clock the first game will be four games and the big three so thank you Josh thanks for having me